0: Welcome back to the show, guys. Before we start, a quick announcement. Top and I have teamed up with PurgeSuddenly.com to bring our listeners this awesome opportunity. From now until March 15th, any purchase of Nephilim Death Squad merch from TopLobster.com will enter you automatically into a raffle for a chance to win a triple pack of Purge Advanced Parasite Cleanse and a bottle of Digest Dimes Plus from PurgeSuddenly.com. What if I told you that more people have died from parasites than have died in war? What if I told you that cancer, acne rosacea, multiple sclerosis, and rheumatoid arthritis can all be treated with parasite medication? With a triple pack of Purge Advanced Parasite Cleanse, you can rid your own body of these all too common parasites with ingredients like zinc, carrot powder, garlic, black walnut, it's made from all natural ingredients, not harmful for your body. And on top of it, the Digest Dimes promote healthy gut bacteria and aid in digestion. While you're there, any of the other products, as well as the triple pack and the Digest Dimes, can be purchased with a promo code, Nephilim, N-E-P-H-I-L-I-M, for 10% off and be entered into this raffle to win a triple pack of Purge Advanced Parasite Cleanse and a bottle of Digestimes Plus from PurgeSuddenly.com. And guys, don't forget, if you're looking for other ways to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash Nephilim Death Squad, and you can help us out that way as well. All right, let's get into the show. We are being hypnotized by people like this. Newsreaders, politicians, teachers,
1: lecturers. We are in a country... And in a world that is being run by unbelievably sick people. The chasm between what we're told is going on and what is really going on is absolutely
2: deep. Oh, yeah, dude. There's some Nephilim shit. It's like we all know what's going down, but no one's saying shit what happened to the home of the brave. Take
0: control this now when no one's talking about how they made a spot and slaves. And everybody's just walking around in the clouds, on the wake-up dead in the green. But then it's too late. We need to be ready to raise up. Welcome to the end of day. Everybody is slaves,
2: only some are aware that the government releases
1: points.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Nephilim Death Squad. I am David Lee Corbo, aka the Raven. That's Top Lobster. Before we introduce today's guest, I just want to make everybody aware that we recently launched a telegram. If you want to get into the telegram, you got to pay. All right. We're not we're done giving you people shit for free. I'm tired of it. You don't deserve it. You're going to go to our Patreon. You're going to subscribe at the five level or five dollar level. That's going to get you a Nephilim Hunter and you're going to unlock the link to our telegram where you could say all the racist, homophobic and anti Nephilim shit that your heart desires uh so go check that out patreon.com backslash Nephilim death squad uh today's guest <laughs> actually,
2: <laughs> today's guest is remind, left
0: <laughs> don't know where the fuck he is uh somewhere appearing from an undisclosed location is uh faceless but I am kind of afraid that it looks like maybe the feds have gotten him um if he decided Holy to bounce shit. on us I thought that would someone be... was
1: knocking at my door and I was like oh Whoa. fuck." <laughs> oh man no it's good it's it's just a homeless person i thought it was the government
0: <laughs> oh my god oh, man. Fucking streaming my from out. an undisclosed location is faceless ah. the man that's on <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> on the fucking run from the law jesus christ man um faceless i'm glad that you're not uh uh that they, the feds haven't caught you please if you can uh let, let the audience know what it is you do and where they can find you
1: uh where do i start i make shit i make dope shit i uh all my shit is subversive uh i spread horrible messaging and they want to put me in the ground for it you can find me at my my main location is at faceless on instagram and if you want to support me buy a sticker pack from lowlevelperpetrators.com
2: yeah dude i'm a fucking i'm a huge fan of what you do it's been a while since we last caught up and it seems like you've gotten yourself into a little bit more bullshit um yes i guess yes that's okay to talk about yeah yeah i'm currently
1: um, sitting in a safe house as you can see uh i have the windows blocked off so no one can peek in uh they are trying to currently trying to find me for a litany of reasons um uh <laughs> primarily burglary robbery not paying taxes saying the n-word and uh hate crimes so
0: I understand um, I thought this is America I thought we were free to use the n-word free to not pay taxes uh if we're gonna be held legally accountable for those sorts of things I don't know that I want to uh I don't know that I want to engage in this civil society anymore but top is right the way that you um your your the way that you promote your materials, let's just say. You're a man with uh, a certain set of skills that really lend itself to a really uh engaging art form. And uh I, I am also a big fan. I found your Instagram after Top put me onto it. And I don't know what it is. Something about your 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 content is like hypnotizing. Like I'll go through your a lot of your views, I'm responsible for at least like a third of them on each video. I just visit your page every <laughs> once in a while, and I rewatch the same video as if I, I've already seen. I just love – I like what you do.
1: That's – dude, that uh, – so that is kind of the – the idea was um, – and the, the idea was to try to um, – have you noticed that like a lot of – not not to be a hater, but a lot of people on on our side of the ring kind of like suck. Like they just like their 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 media isn't the best. But why why is it that on the other side they have well it's because they have the the money they have the the money behind backing it, you know what I mean? They got the um the Rothschild money backing all their media, but I was like, man, I just wanna put as much effort as possible into you know displaying my messages and my art in the highest quality, the highest like value. Um I wanted it to make it look like there is a marketing company behind it. There isn't. It's all just me. Uh, I have a few friends that help me with uh, filming, but it's, you know, it's all just Premiere Pro on my Mac and a Nikon D850 with most of our, our stuff. But we try to make it look as professional as possible. And I also thought it'd be really funny just to have everything, like, all this crazy, horrible, like, like messages, like, just packaged in something that looks super professional. And I think that, you know, it's kind of paying off now, but it was a slow, it was a slow go there, there for a while. I got banned a few times.
2: As he (laughs) as he sips from a from a glass that he found in the back alley, this is like things are really coming
0: together. You know, um, you know, you're right though. It's like, how do you how do you do this when the not the left, right? Because it's more than just the left. Um, I don't really give a shit too much about politics, but it's like people across the table, they um, they have like that backing of like Hollywood and all that sort of media that old established media Mm -hmm.
2: presence. It makes sense because this—it's again, everything is nephilim shit. No matter how you look at it, but the nephilim or the fallen were in charge of the seven sciences, one of which being art. So it would make sense why their artwork is so like, like it's—it's it's just paid attention to more. You know, they—they mm, they understand right. that. But that behind, if, if I can make it look like this, if I can switch a, sc- a scene every three seconds, I can get a little kid to pay attention. That kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's an—it's an art form. So yep. they know that that's what what gets people and our side, the good side, the side with the ski mask, we're, we're like, we're, we're picking up onto it now and putting I more swear, into it. I swear,
1: I'm the good guy. I'm the good guy. All of, I, <laughs> well, I promise what you, you, I'm the good guy. guys look like now. Yeah, well, that's true. Yep. Yep. And um, Somebody
0: in the Rumble chat just said he seems like a guy who owns an Uzi
1: yeah oh well I I have, we were just talking about that in the pre-show I could I can't find my Uzi because I buried it and I don't know where it is I've dug about five holes and I can't find it that's the problem with burying your guns when uh the feds come a knocking uh you can't find them when you're moving all of your stuff to a safe house so
0: I look like um, a guy that used to own an Uzi you know yeah you? I,
1: I guess I used to own one
2: you look more stressed out than the last time we spoke and like it's not that i like saw your face but like do do you change colors of the ski mask depending on how you're feeling because it was a much lighter color last time and you were very exuberant
0: oh like it's
1: it's funny i'm actually way more stressed but i'm the happiest i've ever been um i thought that uh well to be honest right before we got on this this live i just we're moving we moved everything here and we're moving everything out again tomorrow like it's all safe house out tomorrow we've moved like what was it Uh, about five times in the last three or four months so it's uh it's it's been it's been fun to say the least but it's it's it keeps you on your toes is all I'm gonna say so yeah I'm stressed I'm a little fucking stressed okay a little stressed
0: God (laughs) I read an article once and it was like there's like uh the top three things the top most stressful things you're ever Mm. gonna do in your life and it was like um moving was like number two it's like you've done that five times for an yeah. incredibly stressful reason and I I, I yep. gotta say you look good man you look like you're keeping it together I mean you could tell you're a little bit on edge but you look like you're mm-hmm. keeping it together and I don't know if it's yeah. the outfit that lends itself to that but something about you just says I got this shit under control yes it's it's actually it's under control
2: <laughs> in the rumble chat they're bringing up a good point mood ring baklava so yeah like a face mask this is a merch idea that changes colors to how you're feeling that would be nice. Go. That'd
1: be there good. Go. I do, I, I will, it. I will be honest, the face mask thing does change based on the vibe I'm going for, not necessarily the mood. Like when I'm on, when I got the lime green on, I'm just being, you know, the normal guy. When I got the the black on, I thought it would kind of fit the the topic of what we're going to be talking about and the location. So, you know, it does change. It does change. I even have like a paper bag mask. That's pretty cool. It's like a little three hole paper bag that I wear sometimes on stream, but
2: are uh, you yeah. used to fucking?
1: um believe it or not i don't do i respect the mask too much i don't want to dilute it i don't want to dilute it down to just uh oh we're doing mask this... off when we fuck. yeah we're doing mask off when we fuck.
0: so Shit, man all right <laughs> respect i respect it let's i want to get into this um sort of the inception of the mask top has alluded to the situation uh but but i don't know the details i just know that um you were sort of in an industry and you were more or less canceled. Um, mm-hmm. And then this was the birth of of Faceless. Can you bring us through that? Because I, I do believe that um, cancel culture is Nephilim shit uh, mm-hmm. because compelled speech, in my opinion, is like once you start telling people when they can and can't do things, they can and can't say things, uh, when these people aren't hurting anybody, uh, that to me is an Im- impedance on the truth. And anything that fucks with the truth is Nephilim shit in my book. So can you explain to us a little bit about what it is that you went through?
1: Yeah, so uh, I would say around 14 years old is when I decided I wanted to be an artist. And uh, I found out that you can't really make money as an artist uh, if you're not selling art. So uh, I look.
0: Sid's got him.
2: Oh yeah, his his connection went down a little bit.
0: It's all right. Give, we'll him, a give him a second; he'll come yeah. back. You switched you know, up to what, cola, man.
2: It, I did, yeah, yeah. I actually have some some of that here too, just in case. But uh, we're doing the cola salt.
0: What if the stream comes back and he's just uh, like riddled with bullets?
2: That'd be pretty cool. I would leave him on stream. Did I did I ever tell you about the time you know who Reed Coverdale is? Yeah okay yeah reed had a guy on he was interviewing him and the dude had a fucking stroke ended up doing like a backflip yeah it was oh, he shit. like he was talking they were talking about some gay libertarian shit and he like looked up and he got like i think the light fucking oh mess wait his i brain. see
0: it looks like his hands mm-hmm. are moving okay i see okay. You all right you is guys. my back we... yeah sorry yeah, about yeah, I was that. Worried that you got fucking the door kicked in on you uh the last thing dude, you I, said was that's why
1: i'm on edge right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said um you wanted to be an artist but you realized that you had to actually create art in order to do that
1: yeah I had to I had to sell art sell merch um I started getting into the merch thing because I would grew up poor and I had an affinity for you know I wore I was that kid that had the same shoes all four years throughout high school I had big holes in my shoes um you know that that poor and uh, uh I decided I wanted to be able to
0: oh no oh we lost him again incredible ah and
2: this is gonna be this is gonna be rough here we go <laughs> It's gonna be rough is it gonna be a rough one all
0: right there we go you're back again so you said that you wore the same four shoes uh the, the same four shoes the same shoes four years in a row all through high school
1: yes uh long story short uh I dreamed of going to I dreamed of having a brand that was big it was you know and I built it from From then I built a brand and I kept, you know, kind of building it, not really having a strong sense of political identity. Uh, I just knew that I made dope shit. Like I'm not even to, like to brag about it. I was a pretty good designer. Turned out I was, I had a talent for it. And uh, I went viral on Tumblr when that was a thing before they took porn off. they, I, uh, I had a few places do like little mini documentaries about the brand I was building. And it's funny cause it was like a non-political brand. It was like, cause I grew up on the West coast. It was like some West coast kind of like grimy, like, uh, Lords of Dogtown shit. And, um, once it got to this big level, uh, well, bigger level, I would say, um, I got invited to a trade show during Las Vegas fashion week. That was something I had dreamed about since I was 14 years old. And I was about 10 years, I was about 24, or 25. I got invited to this trade show and I was so excited. I, um, and this was around the time I, I just got into the gun industry as well. And I didn't, I, I was, you would say I was in that path from the like the libertarian to anarcho-capitalist pipeline, you know? Like I was like in the libertarian area still. Um, I still so wasn't heavily. Yes, yeah, so I was gay. Uh, (laughs) pretty much so, um, I will, I'll be honest with you. I was like, like now look back, I'm like, damn, I can't believe some of the shit I was saying. But, (laughs) um, what really, one of the things that really started like my radicalization was, uh, I got to this trade show. I spent a lot of money to get there. Um, I, this is the first time you have to, you have to remember this is the first time I've ever actually really interacted on a personal level with the fashion industry. And I started speaking with big you know, national retail chains about getting my stuff into their stores. And it seemed like every time it was like a fucking morbidly obese white woman with like a shaved head, a fucking nose ring and like colorful hair. And she's asking me what my, um, my mission statement is. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I try well, to, I make your pronouns are. Well, yeah, that's how it, well, it started with mission statement and it was like, okay, well, you know, I make cool shit. It's like a really, it's like a twist on, like West Coast culture. It's, it's kind of like a anti-West Coast culture using a lot of their themes. And, and she's like, okay, so like, are you urban? And I was like, what the fuck does urban mean? What are you talking about? And I had a, a homie with me there that he was black and he's like, hey, that means black dog. And I'm like, that's kind of racist. That's weird, you know? And, and then she's like, okay, well, are you trans? Are you trans friendly? I'm like, well, I'm not explicitly trans friendly, but I'm not like explicitly anti-trans um, at the time. And she's like, so she's like, so you're not willing to like, you're not willing to to put like trans friendly mer- designs on your clothes. I'm like, well, that's not what my brand is about. That doesn't make sense. And it, dude, it was one, it was questions like that, one after the other after the other, that kept like, it was just weird shit. Whether I'm like, dude, I make a lot of money on my brand. It's it's cool designs. It sells. Can we like make a contract? They don't give a fuck about money, dude. Not anymore. They don't care about that shit. They they got all the funding. They don't give a fuck. They they want they want to like spread the the messaging, which is what basically I it ended up pushing me towards what I do on just the the other side. I'm not, but also the difference between me and them is that I don't like explicitly just cut people out for their beliefs. But uh, during that weekend at that trade show, someone uh, I mentioned to someone my my full time job is dealing uh, firearms and it just i got dude it was like the craziest shit everyone acted like i was a fucking domestic terrorist they like they freaked the fuck out like it it just seemed like it just it changed like it went from one person to the other to the other to the other and no one wanted to talk to me no one wanted to fuck with me and i think the the moment of uh, I would say enlightenment was I went to this guy, he, he owns a brand, um, I'm not gonna say the brand, but he's a pretty big brand, did collaborations with Tyler, the creator, he was there, started chatting with him, like, he's like, dude, I'm just here to rub elbows, bro, I'm like, what do you, ta- what do you mean? He's like, bro, I'm just their poster boy, like, just, he's just some black dude, he's like, I'm just their poster boy, bro, I'm just here to rub elbows, he's like, he's like, did you pay to get in here? I'm like, yeah, he's like, they, they invited me, I didn't even pay to be here, I just, I'm here to rub elbows. Uh, make the shit that has the shit on it that they want and leave and make my money and dip. I'm like, damn, that's not me, dude. You know? um, uh, But that led into a bunch of other situations. I had to end up suing a few companies because they stole my designs. Um, During the lawsuits, uh, some more, like, cancel culture shit happened where they were posting about my firearms, dealing... Which is funny because they were like, they were trying to make my li- back then I was a libertarian. They're trying to make me out like a domestic terrorist. Like they could see me now, dude. Uh
0: <laughs> you, look you what know what you made. Yeah, look you, what you know, made. It's the
2: same shit, dude. It's like, I mean, on a much lower level for me, but it's like I was very happy with like being non-political, doing my shit, just right. being chill. I, I only started designing, like literally designing and doing what I'm doing because people were being being like this, you know, I was like, oh, you yeah. wanna accuse me of something? I'm gonna show you just how fucking awful I can be. So now I'm like, a, I'm a caricature of what you've accused me of already, but now I've gotten quite good at being this caricature. Go figure. Mm-hmm. And so have you. Well, if the thing is,
1: me. the thing is, is uh, I really, when I was a younger man, I looked up to guys like Shepard Ferry, which he's always been like a Marxist. Uh, he owns Obey clothing, but he made some really, badass shit back in the day that was it wasn't like explicitly pro this woke agenda it was you know i I, i'm one of those guys that i can respect art if it's on the other side of the political spectrum as long as it's done fucking right and most of it's not done right um you know like banksy i liked a lot of Banksy. looked up to that looked up to a lot of uh uh, rebel eight mike giant these artists that i looked up to bobby hundreds is another one of the, the hundreds that you know he's got a shop on Fairfax like an hour away from me and uh i looked up to these guys and then around 2020 this shift happened where they all just seemingly like all at once sold their brands out to like i remember obey made this one shirt about how if you believe in that you should own a gun and if you vote for trump and it was like some things that i believed in it's like well then you're not a fucking fan of mine fuck you i'm like that's such a like a way to just fucking kill a lot of your uh, a lot of your uh, fan base it's weird um so i wanted Why do to you suppose
0: that what was the motivation behind like that because i saw that too in a lot of different industries right like when um eminem for example in came out every single industry with every single industry his, his whole tirade time. against trump and it was like Is this a a grasp to stay relevant? Like, is this what this is? But not a lot of these brands didn't have to do that. They were already relevant. You could argue that Eminem was already kind of on his way out or he maybe was looking for a way to stay relevant, but like what makes a a company that's already good do that sort of thing? Is this like, are they being pressured from outside sources or is this a genuine, well, this is, this is how I feel. And all of a sudden I'm going to make my brand political.
1: I think it's a like a, a litany of things. I think some some factors are some of these these college brainwashed uh, creative directors and graphic designers are just getting freshly out of college and they're getting jobs at these companies. I think these companies are looking at what's profitable, and in 2020, Black Lives Matter and and the wokeism shit was popular and it was profitable. Uh, I think like I think a lot of them just hedged their bets on what they thought was going to be the hot new thing. And that's what's cool about my brand is I've always been so contrarian and anti the thing that I I explicitly don't treat, chase trends to the point of where I miss out on cool shit. Like there's been albums that have came out that I'm like, man, fuck that dude, I hate that shit. It's fit. And then like three years later, I'll listen and be like, why weren't you got, why didn't anyone tell me about this? This is awesome. But uh, the, these people just trend chase and I don't know, I don't. it could be the Rothschilds paying them, but I think it's, I think it's a, a few different things. I think they bet their money on the wrong, uh, the wrong what they thought was the. what they bet their money on their money on the wrong horse? Um, because you're starting to see a lot of them not be as like direct with it anymore. At least from from my point of view, I don't see a lot of these brands in the malls being as direct with their their propaganda. I think they're. I was I was talking about on, on one of my streams where I think in a few years they're going. You're going to see some of them come out. And try to be more on our side, and I—we I, all need to remember it. We all need to like screenshot shit and be like, "No, no, no, dude, you're doing this because it's popular now. You're doing this because we fucking won, motherfucker." Like, no, dude, <laughs> no way.
2: I'm making a list. Okay. Make, yeah, yeah, we're
1: making a list—a a brand kill list
2: yeah yeah you know brand kill list yeah not just brands but people No, too. like
1: we're gonna like yeah we're gonna kill them like we're gonna we're murder people.
2: trains i have trains yeah. set up box cars there's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wooden doors the whole nine but we we're, we're, we know who you are we've been we've been paying attention yes. so don't come back with that bullshit. I think we man. are
0: at that too it's like i feel it right now this is why i wish you were on uh twitter more because as somebody who's experienced this shit firsthand, I think you might find it refreshing to go on Twitter, to go on X, what the hell ever. And it's not like you have true freedom of speech there, but you have something that is or very closely resembles it, and certainly flies in the face of the shit that we've been exposed to for the past, you know, I guess like seven years, eight years. Oh, thanks, Yid Lobster, unbelievable. <laughs> Your fucking Jewish counterpart. Uh, <clears throat> but um, I think that and and. Top was really the guy who it kind of showed me this. It was like I felt like the culture was shifting, mm-hmm. and then I saw the way that Top was talking, you know, and and I was like, this this dude sees it too. Like he recognizes that the culture is shifting, and mm-hmm. so it kind of like made me feel like it's safe to to take the 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 I don't know like the the weights off your body. Not that it's not still dangerous, but if you're pl- if you're planning for the future. Right now it you're right, it is shifting. Like we just saw that thing happen with the the Bud Light um uh what we Oh shit. It?
1: Yes. Yeah, with uh Shane Gillis, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know, first it's like everybody boy there you go, the the Bud Light boycott. Everybody boycotts it. And I remember going through the stores and like, yeah, this is old news, but it was like the shelves were full, genuinely full of Bud Light products. Like it was insane. And mm. then people took it a step further and they realized, like, oh, the The parent company owns X, Y, and Z brand, too. Fucking boycott them. Don't buy that shit, either. And so now I'm going to Walmart or whatever, and I'm seeing that, like, holy crap, man. These people are actually doing the damn thing. I never drank Bud yep. Light like, because it's gay, but I was like, this is crazy. Like, it's interesting to see this happening, right? You could actually see the ramifications being in the store. And then everybody just digs their feet in. Nobody buys it again. And they just they plummet, dude. Like, they're losing money hand over fist. And they start, what, funding the UFC and Sean Strickland is out here saying faggot and tranny and all kinds of other mm-hmm. shit and Bud Light just goes yeah that's we're not budging and then they they back Shane Gillis which is like I'm not I don't give a shit I'm never going to buy Bud Light and I want to see it burn to the ground personally I just love that right yeah, I'm happy too. that Shane Gillis is getting his money and I'm happy that Sean Strickland is saying whatever he wants and that Bud Light's not pulling their funding for the UFC but still I want to watch this shit burn to the ground. So I think like the Bud Light thing is kind of like a, um it just it's a sign of the times. Like we're turning a corner for sure.
1: I think so. I think we we um I think a lot of these companies just need to keep their fucking noses out of shit. Like they just need to like just go back to making like hot bay which I'm like kinda I'm anti against the sex cells uh commercials, like the hot babes on motorcycles pouring Bud Light down their titties. But I'd rather I prefer that over fucking you know, a dude sucking dick on the Super Bowl commercial. Like I, I don't need, you know what I mean? Like, okay, go back to the fucking, to the hot babes on motorcycles. Like, let's just, let's go back to the fucking nineties, dude. Cause you guys need to just look what happens. Look what happens. And it's kind of, it's kind of a weird conversation talking about, because I'm like an answer to the problem, but I'm also one side of that coin. You know, it's kind of a weird, you know, I'm like, I, I came out of this and you've seen, like, you've seen the, the designs I came out with about cyberbullying politicians and um, voting by mail with a pipe bomb and shit. Like, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm like a, like an answer to that, which is weird. I'm like, it's almost like I'm. They've turned me into the Joker, where it's like I kind of, I kind of need it now. But at the end of the day, if they, if if everything went back to normal, I'd hang up the ski mask. Like, I'd, I'd hang it up and I'd be like, okay, I could go work just like a normal job and make art on the side, dude you know, but it's, I don't, the, the
0: the ski mask is needed right now. It's only because the culture has gone such, uh, an extreme direction, you know, like we need an extreme solution. Uh, ski mask will continue
2: until morale has improved. And that's (laughs) exactly
0: agreed. That's a good, there's going to be a time where, you know, the romance is gone and we don't need the ski mask, but right now is not that time. And we do need a ski mask.
1: We need it more than ever. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Double. if if what I need, you, you, what two I need m- you to do
2: is if you wear two ski masks does that make it uh better or worse?
1: I don't know, dude. Do I I could each other out. Anyways, cuz I have a fucking huge ass head, I have to get these things custom knitted, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's a dude, these these That's headphones barely fucking on. fit me, dude. They barely fit me. i was fucking squeezing the shit out of my head right now.
0: We actually have a a Nephilim on the on the show currently. Currently speaking to a Nephilim. That's actually not a voice distortion uh he's just eight foot six and that's what he sounds like and it's not a a fucking ski mask. it's actually a pillowcase so the, there's a lot of at th- the beach.
1: sorry there's a lot of theories about the uh i don't know if you were leading into that but the skinwalker story i have there's a lot of theories that i got caught in that that tunnel and i uh came out differently I, there's like a whole like theory about it that someone wrote up that i never came out of that tunnel or some shit i'm like well maybe i don't know uh, well
0: I don't all know right that. yeah well, what, hap- what, what happened? What are we? In the we tunnel, in? We're man. half an hour in. Let's fucking go in the tunnels. I love talking about tunnels. It's kind of one of my favorite subjects. Uh,
1: so, uh, in he where the, the there's a like a area that I grew up in in California that I would still consider the wild west of of this state. Um, there it's it's the it's like the intersection between where where people uh stop off for for Vegas or people from Vegas stop off to LA or go to the beach. It's in this desert and we primarily, like our biggest export is is crackheads and and drug addicts. Um, So growing up in this place, you you don't have very many options for being like growing and being like a good person. Um, To stay away from the drugs, we couldn't just like go to the skate park. We had to go like, oh, there's a tunnel, like fucking six miles out in the middle of the desert that uh, we can go in at 3 a.m., which is what we did. We're like, oh, we let's go do some weird shit in this tunnel and, and see what happens, you know? Um, that was the type of stuff we would break into high schools and just kind of, like, fuck around, like, get on the roof of high schools. We'd go into tunnels, we'd break into malls and shit when there's no, like, security there. Uh, so the tunnel thing is funny because there's, like, multiple tunnels all over where, uh, because we're in the desert, I would say it's probably because foundation is so bad people start housing projects and then they fail and so they just have the actual sewage but it leads out like six miles into nowhere. And um, we live pretty close to, uh, we live near some weird areas like abandoned towns where uh, the asbestos was uh, like gave a bunch of people cancer so they had to abandon this town and then abandon housing projects. So it's just a weird like Roswell type of place. Um, uh, We had bunkers here. Uh, like nuclear fallout bunkers that are uh, that are that they had to close down because people would get murdered in them things like that
0: did you ever get to make it into one of the bunkers because i used to live in vegas and i was like fascinated with that shit i always wanted to kind of go and explore but you know by the time i was out in vegas i had a kid and Mm -hmm. a wife and I, i couldn't really drag her along with me to go explore the fucking but did you ever manage to make it in a bunker?
1: never managed to make it in the bunkers by the time i came up they were already filled in uh there was like a string of murders in every single bunker because people used to have underground raves and transients would live in them and, and all this you know and it's just people were like oh hey there's people living here we can go kill them uh so someone took advantage of that of that opportunity <laughs> uh there uh um there's some crazy shit, man there's a. Uh, I i remember when i was younger my father was like really big into going out looking for like, 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 uh, crystals and shit out in the mountains, uh, like, or metal detecting and stuff like that as well. And we went out there and we've seen some, I remember we've, we saw a a suburban pull up and we're in, we're 20 miles out in the middle of the desert. No one suburban pulls up and two guys get out. They're all wearing like Lakers jerseys and shit. And they just start digging. And I was probably about 10, 11 years old. I kind of walk up the hill and one of the guys, uh, there's another guy gets out the back and I remember him making eye contact with me and I ran back to my dad. He gets into his car, they start chasing us. Just chase, like some strangers and freaks, Grand Theft Auto, like five side quest scenario where now we're getting chased by like black dudes in an SUV through the desert. My dad's in an Azuzu rodeo and he's like, he's got his 1911 on him and he's like, "Oh, we're getting the fuck out of here and they're just chasing us because they were burying something and we just saw them doing it um you know it's a crazy place I grew up in but uh one of the things that we decided uh you know why when I was a teenager I would say about 16 17 uh we really were into breaking into places just breaking into shit um going in abandoned housing tracks going in tunnels just looking at you know like the urban um exploration type stuff with we were into that right um my buddy just got back from Arizona at like midnight or something and he had some fireworks He's like, oh, we should blow these up. Well, it's too hot in neighborhoods to be blowing up of fucking pounds and pounds of fireworks. we like, oh, let's go out in the desert and do it. Well, blowing up fireworks in the desert is going to lead to a fire hazard. So we decided to go into this fucking tunnel um, that goes, I, I, I think this one was about six miles. It's just this big, like, cement tunnel that gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you go. And it, uh, it, it uh, we decided to, to throw the, t- blow the fireworks up in there, right? Um, and I think by the time we got there, it had to be like three a.m. It had to be like, is there something to that with the timing, like going places at like a time, you know? Because it always seems like it's it's the night, it's like a certain time of the night where shit happens. Well, you're saying something like to that?
2: three a.m. That's like the witching hour, and then you're saying six miles, which is a oh. <laughs> interesting
0: shit, I number.
1: I don't even think I, about that. Yeah, the idea is crazy.
0: that the idea is that the the veil that separates our realm from the spirit realm. Uh, varies in its density, and that uh, that varies consistently throughout the day, and it's at its thinnest at at 3 a.m. Uh, mm. And so, yeah, that would be when, you know, there was uh, oh, if there shit. is the existence of of spiritual entities that you can actually see them or they can interact mm-hmm. with you more effectively. Uh, because it requires a lot of energy for them to cross over into this realm. Uh but I guess that energy is directly related to their ability to pierce through the veil. So if the veil is very thin, then you would imagine it requires less energy. And so oh, they shit. can kind of pop in and out a little bit easier around 3 a.m. Okay.
1: Damn you're giving me give me answers for a lot of occurrences in my life, but uh so we decide we're just some dumb teenagers. We're like, let's fucking I think it was like five of us. Uh we had a fucking You know a bunch of fireworks from Arizona on us and we're like let's go to this tunnel and blow up some fireworks we'd never been there before so uh we 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 get to this tunnel we park right at the front we just jog all the way to the end of it and the worst part about it is as we're jogging it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller I'm six foot six foot one and so like I'm like running and I'm like I got my head like down like this as we're running um, we were pretty athletic because breaking into places and you kind of have to be. You can't be fucking Morbo. But we, we get to the end and we just commence like blowing up a shitload of fireworks. We're so It's so stupid now being a, you know, a grown man and like the tunnel was shaking, dude. It was that bad. We're like fucking throwing fire. We're at the end of this tunnel and it just kind of goes into nothingness. We're just fucking throwing these fireworks and our eardrums are surprised we didn't blow them. Like blow our eardrums Holy out because we're that's you know, what I throwing... was
0: thinking. Like the echo is is got to be insane. Yeah, like it the reverberation kind of retarded is hard to, to
1: do. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Fuck it's it fucking stupid to do it, dude. There's some shit that I did, and it's probably why I have like knee. I have two. I have a torn meniscus on each knee. I have horrible hip injuries. I have rotator cuff issues. Like it, dude. I fucking jumped off of like thirty foot buildings into trees and just like slammed down trying to run away from cops and shit. I'm like, dude, I would never... That's so stupid. I don't know if it was just the adrenaline that saved me, but we threw, we were throwing these fireworks, blowing the place up, and I think we all just got uh, the same feeling at the same time. We're like, let's get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, we all just like, like, gotta go. Like, this is weird. Um, three of the guys were like... They, well, we all start running, and one of the dudes, the driver of the of our party, he was like, hey, man, can you hang back and, and walk with me? Because I... Uh, I fucked my ankle up on the way here. Something like that. He he hurt himself on the way there. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll hang back and walk with you. And uh, so three of the guys ran forward. It was just me and this dude behind me. We, need, we called him Squid. That was his nickname. Uh, so we're walking for a while, uh, walking through this. And you, mind you, another thing that's fucked up about this tunnel is there's um, tires and debris and water that we're walking through. It's not just, you know, and I'm like walking like this for a while. Like my head's... The cements right here at my head, um, so I uh, trying to remember. I'm trying to make sure I'm not missing any details here. But walking, walking, and I I heard him say like "What the fuck" or something. You know, like he kind of got my attention. I remember I'm walking with a with a flip phone, the Verizon GZ1 flip phone, and I'm trying to look ahead of me. And this guy is uh, he's got a spotlight like uh light like a handheld spotlight that he's shining past me. Um, he's behind me, he goes, what the fuck? And I was like, what? And I turned around, and I shine the light at him, and he's down kind of like on one knee holding the back of his neck. And uh, he's got, or no, he's got, I think it's this hand, because I remember he had the, the spotlight in his right hand holding the back of his neck, and I thought he got bit by something. So I'm kind of looking at him, he's down on one knee. I'm like, are you okay, dude? He points the, the light upward, It illuminates the whole tunnel and then he points it down behind him and it's this big spotlight you know those handheld ones those big ones and it's pointing down yeah pointing down and the tunnel goes to a curve uh so he's sitting there it's completely quiet he's aiming down the tunnel and uh the thing that what happened was he's aiming down this tunnel and all i saw was this like tall it looked it looked naked, but I couldn't see any rib like naked and anemic. I couldn't see rib cages. Had really long arms, and it's like it was like hunched over, and it was in the tunnel, and it peaked in the tunnel, and then it peaked right like it like around that curve. It peaked in and then peaked out, and I thought I, my mind is fucking with me. But he jumps up, looks like his fucking. His soul left his body and he's trying to get past me through this tunnel. He's like, Help, help, screaming. So I go into go mode and I'm just like, don't, 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 don't fucking running. Ba, 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 ba. And he's this guy is like five foot six, five five. I'm way bigger than him. The tunnel's like this big, so I'm fucking running through it. And he's I feel his arms and legs like coming past me. He's freaking the fuck out. Like, help me, help. Screaming. Uh thing that I saw was um It was a little bit more. um, So this was before like Slender Man was a thing. Remember Slender Man back in the day, like the whole Slender Man meme where the guy in the suit. The only it wasn't until Slender Man came out, uh, or that I had heard about Slender Man, that I was like, that's like exactly the thing that I saw, but naked. Like there's no suit on it. Like it was like this tall, long, long arms, skinny, white, freaking being that I saw that just popped out and then popped back in.
2: Now, when you Um, saw it, when you saw it being white from the, like the flashlight, was it mm a, like a pale white or could it have been like, even like a blue almost? Because in that kind of light, it, you know, that the color could be weird. That's
1: a good point. That's a good point. It was mostly from what I remember is as white as this, it was like this desk. That's what I remember. Like this desk type of white. And that was what like freaked me out. It was like this naked fucking, thing that in my head, I'm like, maybe it was like a homeless man, but it couldn't have been because we were at the end of the tunnel. You know, what the what the hell is, yes, like that, yes. Like that thing, but big yeah. and like, like it just like ooh, ooh popped in and out and it fucking, the guy behind me, Squid, is just trying to get past me. His body is almost like getting past me. I'm running, 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 running and he's crying and he's like dude i can not i can't run anymore my ankle's fucked up like i he just walk with me for a second I'm like yeah i got you dude so i'm walking with him cuz how
0: much longer do you have to get out of this tunnel if you guys are running that fucking long and 6 uh, miles dude
1: it's it's a couple <laughs> miles so we're we're Gosh,
0: yeah we're at the end trapped like several miles underground
1: yes with this yeah. fucking thing well, my dad, uh, fucking later on, because I was uh, 17, 16, somewhere around this age, my dad got after me because he's like, dude, if it rained, you guys would die, which is true. Like, if it rained, we're dead. Fucking stupid. Oh, right. Just like a down, a downhill Yeah, slope. it was a drainage thing. Like, we're fucking stupid. There was no point in being there. That's how people people die all the time from that shit. So we're stuck down there, and... But you got you got to remember, it happened so quick right now that he doesn't know that I saw anything. I really don't know that he saw anything or what he saw. I just know he's freaking out. So I'm like, uh, I'm trying to rationalize it in my head. And he's crying and he's, you know, he's like, I, I don't know what I saw, but let's just walk. I, I think I'm just just—I'm spooking myself out, okay? Um, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm probably spooking myself out too. Like we're in this tunnel, you know, alone. Uh, so we... We're walking for a few minutes, and I start hearing uh, noises behind me that kind of sound like a chip, like a like someone's eating Doritos out of a bag of chips. It's the only way to explain it. It's like crinkling noises noises behind us. And uh, as I start hearing them, I hear them for a second, it kind of throws me off, like thinking this guy's eating chips behind me. Again, he starts freaking out and trying to get past me. Help! Help! Like try like his arms are coming over my head and I'm just in go mode again. Boom, 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 just start sprinting. Like I don't, I don't question shit. Like if this guy's screaming behind me, I'm gonna start running. So running, running, running. I don't know what that was. If maybe you guys can give me like any sort of, the auditory noise of this like chip bag coming from behind us and you know, like crinkling, you know, I don't know what it-, it
0: sound like close or did it sound like it was in the distance?
1: It sounded like it was in the, it sounded like it was coming up from behind us, like a good, I would say 40 feet, 50 feet behind us. You know, it's enough for me to hear it. And it was very distinct. So, uh, and you would have
0: just been there only moments ago, right? Because you're walking from that direction. What's this terrain? Like, is it, you said there's water, there's, there's, there's
1: water, there's of- tires, debris, and then there is some enclaves that go up from other, but there's on the, the enclaves can't fit like a human body into these enclaves. They're like, like maybe that big around. And then they go up and they're from other like irrigation systems. Uh, so it's not like there could have just been a, and and let me let me, like, the thing that I saw was big. It looked big. It didn't look like just like a little homeless man. Like it was like like big arms. Like, you know, it wasn't. Maybe maybe my size or bigger, but it looked big. Um, we we're running. I I all I remember from what I remember, uh, he is crying and screaming. And oh, okay, so we're running. And I'm just in go mode because at this time I'd lost um a lot of weight. I'd lost about hundred and fifty pounds. I would run like Yes fucking running nine. through
0: the fucking tunnels. <laughs> yeah, I'd run
1: I'd run like nine miles every other day. So this really wasn't shit for me. So I'm just like, I got this shit. The only hard part is the best part is the tunnels getting bigger as we're going, but it's I'm jumping over tires and sliding through mud and shit and like fucking glad I didn't roll my ankle, but He's crying behind me, and he's like, don't leave me, don't leave me, like, you know. So oh the, the, the best, I, I don't know why, the best idea I had is that you gotta remember this kid that, that's with me, that he is like a five foot six, but he's like anemic, like like anorexic dude. Like brittle, like bird bone type of dude. So all I do is I put my arm around him, and, and like headlock style, and I grab him, and I just start running with him, and his head is like right here, and I'm running, just boom, 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 and he's trying to. At, at, dude, I, this might be me exaggerating, but I bet at one point his feet were just dragging behind him, and he's like, help, <laughs> help me, help, like, you know. And so we're running, and this dude, I didn't mention it earlier in the story, but he had a fucking one of those little blow torches because he was like this like rich kid from, you know, uh, the Spring Valley area, so he had a little blow torch, and we're. I'm running with this guy in my fucking arms and he's pulling out these fucking M80s out of his pocket and he's lighting them and just dropping them. And dude, it's like, I don't know how he was doing it, but I'm fucking running with this guy. It wasn't, I'm making it look heroic where I like have him and I'm like, run. I was probably like, come on, come on home. Like running, right? For fucking you five know? miles. <laughs> yeah, I was just dragging this motherfucker. Like we have to go. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but uh, he is fucking I don't. I I think at the time, from what I remember, is like I wasn't even saying shit. I was just like focused. But he's lighting this shit, and he's fucking dropping like big ass fucking fireworks, and he's just blowing shit up. Um, He well, no, it's he had like a really nice lighter, is what I'm saying. Not just I'm just saying he had a nice lighter, this like really nice like little blowtorch thing, and uh, it wasn't like a fucking you know like a little big clicker. It was like this fucking he's hitting these fireworks, dropping them
0: those Blood are, pillow has an interesting question that that noise would you say that it sounded at all like the crackling ooh. of electricity
1: um shit. I wish I had something maybe maybe the maybe it could be that I have to hear the noise but like take a chip bag I swear to you this is exactly take a chip bag and just crackle it into your ear like really like crackle a bag of chips that's exactly how it sounded it could have been electricity though I could have been you know because of the echoing I don't know. Um, well, so we'll right.
2: tell you why why they're asking because uh, so we had obviously that's a, like a relatable phenomenon of the the crackling noise with electricity. But we had a, a licensed psychotherapist, Jerry mozinski on. He was telling us a story about he's interviewing um somebody with schizophrenia. The person says that uh that they they're the voices are in the room with them now, mm-hmm. and at this point, like the voices presented themselves to jerry but they presented themselves as like a crackling sound that he said he traced up around the walls jumped Mm. into the garbage can and uh holy shit yeah that he said he said electrical crackling but uh crackling for sure and then uh the story turns out that he tells the guy to leave the room after the guy kind of like comes to because the guy blanks out as this is happening after he leaves he invites him back months later and says hey what was that noise? And the guy says, I was surprised you could hear it. Those were the voices that like I'm telling you that were in my head. And he's like, well, what were they telling you? And he said, they, they said to get a shank and stick it in your guts. And he Holy said, shit. oh, he's like, well, why didn't you do it? And he said, couldn't find a shank and no one would give one to me. And that's oh shit, like, wow. yeah, conversation over right there. But his, his idea was that, you know, schizophrenics are not uh, just crazy, but these are actually entities outside entities that are acting on them and wow. uh yeah it's, it's just interesting this, when we're talking about the the crackling noise because that phenomenon comes up all the time so it's not surprising that yeah that happens that's, to you as
1: well that is wild because uh that kind of links into what my i'm pretty much you can consider me a pentecostal christian and i a lot of a lot of the the, the stuff i read about has to do with um You know certain spirits certain like energies and shit which it kind of sucks because a lot of it has been diluted with like like the the crystal like you know stuff but it kind of one of my beliefs is that and that's why I think um I'll kind of go into the story later but this the guy that was behind me I think he was very spiritually weak and I think that night changed his life uh, for the worst and I think like with the guy you're talking about um I think he might have been I think there's people I don't know if you guys uh what you believe in but I think there's certain people who are just a, a lot more um prone to maybe spiritually weaker people or mentally weaker weaker people that are prone to like to things like that I don't know if you if you agree on that but um, so I think that, that some of believe. these
0: phenomena are uh, maybe more attracted to certain people Um, I think a lot of it has to do with generational shit. I have a lot of weird experiences, although, um, I've been good lately. I, Mm. you know, top, I used to hit you up every once in a while and say like, oh yeah, some weird shit happened.
2: fuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, honestly though, since I, uh, I stopped smoking months ago now. And like, that was, I think a huge part of it. But for me, um, there seems to be like a generational thing like my grandmother was really into or she wasn't really into she was an alien abductee victim since childhood Mm. and the way into getting abducted yeah it was like her kind of a you know her thing and Mm. um she the way she uh managed that or not managed it but came to to understand it was through like sort of new age shit, and i think that that put her down a path of like i think she was more or less deceived in her way of understanding it and then i think that that passed on to like my mother and her sister um which her sister is a full-blown schizophrenic Mm -hmm. and my mother is like really rigid and science-based but for some reason like has this big draw to like paranormal crap she's like i don't Mm -hmm. believe it but she won't stop looking into it and then she has like you know, these instances of her doorknobs jiggling and and her and her husband, my stepdad, they can hear little footsteps running through the house and shit. And I'm like, Yeah, you got fucking, you know, aliens or some shit, bitch. Uh but when it comes to me, my yeah, there you go. Oh, dude, that's beautiful. You got new graphics you're pulling out on me? That was fucking beautiful. <laughs> um But for me, I came to understand, like, well, if there's this negative side of the coin then the flip side of the coin is real too. So this only drove me like closer to, to God and Jesus Christ and things like that. But I, uh, I think that a lot of what can be addressed. So like, maybe not necessarily for you. Right. But just being by that dude, if he's somebody who, you know, there's like almost like contracts, I think. And it's like, ah, bitch, you fuck around with shit. I get your, I get you for X amount of generations. You know, I get your kids and your kids, kids. And, and, you know, I get to influence them or at least you get a, yeah. a they get a doorway well, into that's, people.
2: That's what, uh, Marzinski was saying. He was, they were, you know, they say schizophrenia is passed by the mother, but he's like, there's never been anything done to prove that. And this guy's, a, you know, he's worked in the field for 35 years. He said, but what it does seem like it is, is just that it's, it's passed down. Like if mm-hmm. you inherit that next person's like ability to be accessed by this other realm, you know what I mean? For you, that veil is thinner. Or you're vibrating a certain way on a certain frequency and they can talk directly to you well i had
1: um i had so so i you one thing that i probably should have said is around this time i was like hardcore what i thought was like atheist you know like this dumb uh teenage idea just to be subversive of what i thought atheism was and so i didn't believe in this shit i was like i'm fucking i believe in science you know i didn't really believe I was I was raised Christian, but I didn't believe in this stuff. Um, I'll I'll even tell you that like over the years, even after this happened, it kind of like it pushed me a little bit, but I didn't really believe until years later, long time later, is when um, uh, I was still very skeptical skeptical about everything. I would say five years ago, it wasn't some of the things that changed me was hearing answers to a lot of the the occurrences in my life. And meeting with someone who had answers to every occurrence, and so uh, here let me let me finish that the rest of that story. I'll just kind of TLDR the rest okay, of that yeah, story yeah, so that we can move we can, move. We can fa- fast forward into the future. But I ran with that kid in my fucking arms for the rest of the the time through that tunnel. <laughs> I didn't hear any more crinkling or anything. We got like to the car. Figure. Yeah, exactly. And we got to the car, and uh, this dude's like crying. Um, because I'm probably, he probably couldn't breathe the whole fucking time, but the guys at the car were just chilling and they're like, we heard you guys, you guys are, you know, you're pussies, dude, screaming help and shit. And we started, we got in the car, we started, uh, he had like a Bronco, we got in the Bronco, we started driving and, uh, we both started describing the exact same thing we saw and heard, like a to a T, it was like, you know, if you see a fire truck drive by, you both can explain exactly what it was. There was no, um... You know, oh no! What I saw was like this other thing. No, it's a two a t, and that's when reality started setting in for us that we saw the exact same thing, and our friends.
0: Can you try to uh, re- recount that a little bit. I'd be really interested in hearing like what that exchange was like because David, your friends are calling picture, you pussies.
2: Is that picture a skinwalker? What, what would you call this thing?
0: I would call that a skinwalker. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily. I think a Wendigo is much more. Um, it's got antlers. I think it's much more of like an, an elk. Humanoid kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is like a skinwalker in its sort of naked form because a skinwalker can sort of it's a what would you call it. Um, There's a word for it. A shapeshifter. Yeah, Uh, a mimic in a a lot of ways, but they do have like a natural form. And so I would say, like, that's it in its natural form. I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. think that they always take on a form as much as they mimic certain voices. So, like, if your friend was like, holy shit, get me out of here. And then you lost him in that tunnel, he would be dead, you know, like a month later when you're back in that area but you would hear him saying that exact Mm -hmm. phrase over and over again it's like they capture Mm -hmm. that moment Mm -hmm. and they they use it as a siren call to like you know reel in people uh so it sounds like a person in distress like i saw a video recently of a dude going into a public bathroom in a park hearing a woman crying and she's like in distress and this dude goes in there and fucking nobody's in there at all and it's like either it's clever video editing but that dude seemed shook as fuck, and the video seemed very genuine. So I think they have yeah. this ability to like vocalize a, a moment that is very emotionally charged, then they'll mimic that to draw you into uh, you know a compromised situation. But well, um, it's one so- one of the reasons
1: I don't go to Vegas, dude. Is uh, I feel horrible. I watched these two like very attractive looking girls take a guy from a bar. He was so fucked up, and they just lured him like. Into an alleyway and they disappeared and I see you see shit like that all the time in Vegas and you can feel I don't know if you've if the people listening have ever been to a place like Atlanta or Vegas or L.A. and it just feels heavy it's like yep. you know yeah. you I can't do more than three days a lot of people it's their rules I don't do it longer than a weekend in Vegas because you start getting depressed it starts gl- 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 latching onto you and a lot of people from my school because we were two hours away from Vegas a lot of people wanted to move a lot of people move there because they think it's the it's glitz and glam. And look at them now. They look like they're 20 years older than me. And they're all fucking, they're all fucked. You know, I even saw, I've seen some horrible shit in Vegas, but um, things like that, like luring and uh, setups and weird thing that I was like, does no one see this guy going down this alleyway with these two girls? Like they just came and got him and lured him down an alleyway, you know? Um,
2: Dude, I was on Fremont uh, for, again, max like three days, maybe four, but I was there on business. And it's just like, you get there, and you're right. Once once you land, it's like it's it's a, an oppressive energy. You go on Fremont, and it's like nobody cares. Some dude had like two of his little girls, and they were just like dancing, on the circles, dancing and performing at like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, Man. yeah. And they're giving. I'm like, this is fucking. I think it's low evil. Like that's shit. it's nephilim shit. It is that's, uh <laughs> I
0: didn't like the yeah. fucking old Filipino ladies. They're like grandmas on the strip, right? and they're handing out cards for like escorts for hookers and it's just like cards with bitches titties and their nipples are all out and you're being handed it no shit by like a 70 year old woman like she's just trying to you know make her way and make a buck out there but living in in Vegas was like that was one and and visiting New Orleans was another one like being in New Orleans for like I think it was three days or three nights four days literally I got the hotel, remember I told you about that. We had a phone conversation when I was in New Orleans. I was staying in the hotel, and it was actually about making this show. And I think that that night, um, I'm laying in bed, and um, I hear, like, bung bung bung, like the sound of somebody knocking on a window, but like a big, sturdy window. You know how it kind of, like, reverberates? And mm-hmm. I wake up, my eyes pop open, and I've already been through this shit. So my eyes pop open, and I go, well... I'm on the third floor. Uh, I have no balcony. Something just banged on my window. Chances are something probably didn't bang on my window. This shit just kind (laughs) of happens to me sometimes. I'm like, something's knocking on my soul door. That's how I fucking say it. So my eyes pop open and I go, oh shit. And it goes quiet and I go back to sleep. And then I hear boom, boom, boom. And I pop my eyes open again. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm thinking that it's just in my mind again. And my wife's like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, shit, dude. So I get up and I walk over to the door and I look through the peephole and you can see like perfectly clearly the whole hallway. Nobody's there. I look at the clock, three o'clock on the dot. On the dot. I'm like, all right. So I just turn the TV on and we fucking just wake up like it's just, you know, normal shit. But that and and being in Vegas, uh, I'm from New Jersey originally, and there's a creepy feel to the forest. You know, because I lived in like upstate for a while, so it was like kind mm-hmm. of in the in the woods <clears> in the mountains, and um the forest has its own creepy vibe. But the desert at night, totally different, much more sinister. I would say, like it feels like yep. like uh, in the woods you feel like there's creatures in the desert. You feel like the devil lives out there. Like that's yeah, how it's I like fucking it's the felt.
1: difference. There's like nymphs. There's like forest nymphs and shit. But in the desert, it's the fuck. That's how that's how it is here too. It's like the it's that that's the only way to explain it is like some fucking weird, like Roswell shit happens out here, like some weird, and that's where I grew up as an desert man. And, and it's definitely, I don't know if it's just Vegas, just bad people move there. or What it is. Um, I remember I, I used to hang out with a uh, motorcycle club, just like a hang around type thing. And there were some guys there that I've seen do some crazy, like no caring for their own, like body type shit like horror, like crazy shit i've seen these guys do and we were at a casino and there was this dude that walked in and he's just like some some dude with tattoos all over him and uh one of them was like we gotta move like, we gotta move so we moved over went and sat somewhere else i was like what was that dude this guy i've seen do crazy shit doesn't care about no his well-being doesn't care about nobody he'll fight any guy he's like that guy just gave me a bad feeling bro I was like, all right he's like yeah i don't know if he's gonna try to like shoot us or what and uh, I think it was like three hours later. We were walking down the strip. Uh, we're walking back to our bikes, and there was paramedics all around this one guy. Uh, there was, um, dude on the uh, a dude on the the dude was on the ground, and there was blood coming from his head. He was on the cement, and uh, they there was a bunch of like a whole group around these people. We're walking by. There's police taking a report from witnesses, and we look, and that same guy is like standing there, like just quietly staring at that dude's body. Like almost like he's like above everyone else and he's just kind of staring at him. And the dude was like, did you fucking see, did everyone see that? And we all thought it was weird when we had seen the guy originally and this other dude kind of bitched out. He was like, no, I don't even want to be near that dude. He just gave me a bad fucking feeling. Um, And I like having people around me like that, that have those deep gut-wrenching feelings where it's like, I don't care if I look like a bitch, I just don't want to be near that guy. I don't fucking care, dude. It's that, you gotta listen and be very in tune. Uh, like, spiritual warfare is a real thing. Uh, Nephilim shit, you know, it's it's that. Seeing that guy look like he was almost like the 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 Reaper or something, I was like, fuck, dude. That was heavy, that was not good. And that's the last time I think I was in Vegas. And I'm like, I don't really wanna
0: go I wanna, there. I wanna get back to, uh, and don't let me forget, cause I Wait, really up, wanna me, hear the weight.
2: Way- I feel like I gotta ask, are you next to Joshua Tree? because i I, I Uh,
0: i'm I'm
1: like uh i think i'm like 50 minutes away from joshua tree i've rode out there a few times it's that's crazy shit. 50 maybe an hour
0: question too if we could answer this when you were in the tunnels is that close to a military base
1: yeah we're right next to jeff the jefferson air force base
0: so Mm, okay interesting all right so before we get back to that i gotta tell this story real quick i'll keep it short but um I'm, i'm one of those people where i pick up on people very quickly. Like, uh, um, good
2: discernment. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. I like, I, I mean, like, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a bad person. I know how people feel about me, like, but sometimes without even meet, I don't know how to explain it. But one time, uh, we're hanging out. It's me and my wife, her friend, and her friend's boyfriend, who I, I liked a lot. He was a cool dude. Um, but he was schizophrenic. This is what I had heard, but apparently, She had been with him for a long time. He never had any episodes. It was just something that he had dealt with when he was younger and supposedly had been under wraps for a long time. So we're all hanging out, sitting at a round table. We're drinking uh, gin, gin and tonic and we're smashed, right? And we're all just like having cross conversations, yelling over one another, laughing our asses off. And all of a sudden like this dude, I just feel like a shift. And I look over to him and he is just struggling to engage now. Like he's he's kind of still laughing, but he's like everything just seems like muffled. Like he seems like his mind's somewhere else. And I feel this, but like my wife and her friend don't feel it at all. And some time's going on, and I'm like still everything's cool, but I'm like making note of this. And eventually it gets to the point where his girlfriend does pick up on it. And she starts like fucking ribbing him. She's like, what's up, man? Why are you fucking, why are you being like that? What's going on? And he's like, you know, just like half smiling or whatever. And uh, and she starts like calling him a bitch, but she's like really just playing. She's like, why are you being a little bitch? Like, you know, we're all literally just having a good time. And something like really shifts in him. And as soon as that happens, like my wife is laughing. I kick her in the leg under the table. And she's like, you know, we've all had a couple of drinks. So she's not quite. And I kick her again. And she picks up on and she looks at me and I look at him and she looks at him. So and he's a different dude. in this That room. was dude, an entirely different dude in the room. And like, I think she and I got up and we kind of like distanced ourselves from the situation for a second. We were st- spending the night there. So the energy shifted in such a way on a dime that It was like his girlfriend still didn't pick up on it. She thought they were having an argument. So she's like, all right, guys, we're going to call it a night. And so they go to their room and you know we go to and then we could just hear them like <clears throat> like this dude is screaming like a fucking monster and i'm like there was a moment where i'm at that table and like this dude i enjoyed him so much and then on a dime he hasn't even said anything but i'm like am i gonna have to choke this motherfucker out like i'm looking at these two women i'm looking at him and i'm realizing that i'm the only fucking person in here that's going to be capable you of get, stopping this the situation yeah. and i'm like do i gotta choke this guy like should i I'm I'm thinking, do I have to preemptively choke him? Like, I'm like, he's mm-hmm. sitting down right now, and I like this guy. <laughs> but that's how yeah. weird the shift got. I'm like, do I have to get behind him and, like – choke them and then try to explain to these women as i'm doing it like no 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 no. you don't understand, you don't understand. No, he, he like, gave me a vibe. feeling
1: he gave me a vibe <laughs> <laughs> i
0: have a feeling All right, don't worry about it but can i yeah so hey, i'm um, one of those people i just pick up on that shit
1: can i cut in real quick i so ahead, i think please. i'm i'm beating around the bush here but part of my sect of the pentecostal christianity truly i truly believe that some people have discernment some people have gift of prophecy. Some people have uh, healing. I, I really believe in it. And uh, I, I, it's funny you talk about the, the discernment thing. And I think you get certain gifts, like a lot of Christians are going to hate me and be like, God doesn't give gifts to people unless it's an actual pa- pastor or whatever, a priest. But I think that you are given some at certain times and you need to just follow those, those deep gut-wrenching feelings that you have. Because uh, I, w- I had this friend who brought another guy into our friend group. And, I, and I'm a dude who, so, also to preface that, I have people, I've been in pretty big, uh, high-dollar business situations where, because uh, we've owned some some nice businesses, I've had some of my partners, uh, like, tell me, hey, I want you to meet this guy before we do any transactions with them And just purely going off vibes, they ask me how I feel. And some people i have been like, ah, I don't fucking like this guy. Oh, I like this guy. I've been that dude for a good amount of people to ask my opinion on. Uh, on them and partly because when I was younger my friend brought someone around I just did it's hard to not get along with me it really is I know I'm a little abrasive but most people generally like oh he seems all right like he seems cool you know Um, just don't cross certain boundaries we're good but you know I'm pretty easy to get, get along with and this guy for some reason I just did not fucking like him that my my buddy brought around I was like dude I don't know what it is but get that fucking guy away from me. I'm gonna fucking slam him on his head. I don't like him. He's I don't know if it was tr- he was trying too hard or something just gave me this feeling where like I I remember I left the party because of it. I was like, dude, I don't I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna dip. I don't fucking like this dude if he's gonna be around. Uh later on, that buddy ended up telling me that before I had met him, that dude committed a breaking and entering and killed two people and got away with it and i was like i fucking knew it dude i'm i i knew i was going to have a problem with him i knew that i was, i fucking just did not like that guy and that was like over the t- the span of the last my life i guess it was these small occurrences that pushed me further and further to so like damn dude i don't know what it was he seemed like a perfectly if you if you were looking at it all my friends were like dude you're kind of just being a fucking douchebag right now and i'm not that type of dude i'm not like a i'm not a dude to be like oh i can't hang out with him i don't like him like I'm usually like, oh, whatever, you know, I don't like the guy, but we can we can chill. Uh, this guy fucking hated him, didn't like him, and it turned out he committed a break and entering, killed an elderly couple, got away with it, didn't even know the dude's name, don't remember it, uh, but my buddy had confessed that to me later on. He, like, called me, at like, late at night. Hey, he was drinking. He's like, yeah, it turned out. that's. I'm like, I fucking told you, not a good dude. Not a good dude. So things like that are what, it really pushed me towards believing in discernment and prophecy and understand, like just listening to your fucking gut. Listen to what your gut is telling you. Listen to like, hey, is this a bad guy? Is something happening? Do I have to choke this motherfucker out on a vibe right now? Like (laughs) what, you know, Mm -hmm. I I agree with you, man. I totally, uh, I have plenty of stories like that. It's a whole vibe.
2: Yo, yeah, let's go back to the, go back and finish the the Skinwalker story because they want to know, they think that we, we finished it already but yeah we kind of like went off on a huge tangent yeah you know, went Carl off on a huge tangent.
0: have a shower and then we, yeah, Squid we is held dead. it for him yeah but yes <laughs> where you were you were saying like then and, and i want you to like if you can go into detail like what is that conversation like right because you guys are in this uh in this car and you're going to recount what he saw versus what you saw, and like I know you said that you ended up describing the same thing, but like there's got to be a fucking feeling associated with listening to this motherfucker say the same thing that you know that yeah. you saw, and like so, can you walk us through that?
1: Well, it was just like it was pure hairs standing on edge because I'm still at this point. Remember, I'm still like I can explain everything with science and not and logic, and so I'm trying to like piece things together and I'm pl- almost playing devil's advocate where I'm like uh I saw like this tall he's like tall tall and white right it was naked right and I'm like yeah tall like naked white and I'm like freaking out because I'm like trying to I'm like I think it was a homeless guy he's like he's like fucking he's like dude it was too tall he was naked and there's no like nothing and I was like yeah it was like a skinny and then he was like yeah it was skinny he's like and then it peeked out and peeked back in it was like we were riffing I said one thing And then he said another thing like, oh, it peeked out and peeked back in, where I'm like, it fucking did, dude. And the whole car, none of of them believed us. Not a single one. Not a single one believed us. They thought we were making shit up, but it was just just like total banter of us like finishing each other's sentences of, you know, and then the crackling, we heard the noises and we're fucking running. And I was hoping that he's like, no, I didn't hear the crackling. Like I heard footsteps or something. None of that. There was no... switching and that's what kind of freaked me out I'm like oh shit dude that's
2: it's kind of fucking weird Uh,
1: (laughs) and I'm like looking in the back of the truck I'm like fuck dude I'm like really paranoid right now and we're all driving and uh one of the guys was like well let's drop me they're like let's drop him off first so the demon gets him and it follows him home and I was like oh okay like I just want to be home so all right whatever uh I didn't think that I, I'm still like rationalizing everything, like, oh, uh, maybe he was a homeless dude. Uh maybe he's just like a really giant homeless dude with arm like arms that are twice the length of any person I've ever <laughs> seen before, you know. Like maybe he broke both of his arms and his you know, I don't know. Uh he had arm lengthening surgery, but we get home and or I get home, they dropped me off first because they thought it was such a funny joke because I was kinda tripping out. I was I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Drop me off. I had my job at the house every day was feed the dogs before going to bed that was like one of my main jobs feed the dogs before going to bed i see my dogs i feed them i go to bed Uh, it's like the family dogs but one of them was really like my childhood you know we had like three or four at the time feed them go to bed i remember i woke up it was on the weekend so I, i wasn't going to school or anything and i uh had some dishes in the sink that i started washing and i can see my backyard through the window and i look in the back and I know I had just seen this dog last night when I went to bed, but I look in the backyard and I just see like a scattering of like cotton. It looked like cotton and just a big mess. What the fuck is out there? So I go outside and I go take a look and my childhood dog, Leo, um, it looked like someone had taken him, ripped his head off, threw it over this way and then corkscrewed him and pulled him apart into pieces and then dropped him and then left that's how it looked holy shit and it just fucking completely changed everything I see my childhood dog in pieces in my backyard blood and entrails everywhere and I'm like what the fuck is going on so I go and I tell my dad about I'm like uh Leo's dead I don't know what the fuck and so we started trying to explain it away with logic it was we live near the aqueduct coyotes got it uh, we had a, a red-nosed pit bull named Max. Max must have done this to him. He must have pissed Max off. I've never seen Max hurt a fucking fly, dude. Um, we we made these like wild accusations and different like trying to be logical. But what what coyotes are are not that predatory. Where I'm at, they're more scavenger. Like they don't like they won't. A coyote will take a fucking small dog, but it's gonna take it. It's not gonna risk jumping fences to rip it into pieces. When there's a big red-nosed pit bull in the yard, just to leave all the pieces and run back into the desert, coyotes aren't going to do that. Coyotes going to take a piece with it. Uh so that always just didn't stick right with me, and I think it was about how three weeks. How far were
0: you from this tunnel experience? Like how far? Oh, I know drive? exactly.
1: I, I'm I'm exactly. Uh, I was exactly. I think it was like two point seven miles. I'm pretty sure because I used to do that run all the time. It was like two. 2.7 miles from that tunnel I'm pretty Fuck, sure
0: that's too close dude you gotta uh, that's,
1: cu- a couple yeah. miles away one you think it was two po- it's either 2.7 or 4.7 but it was close enough right and uh because I remember um I, I always like did like uh the Nike run and I knew all the distances I was away from places but uh we so my friends decided to go back to the tunnel because I told I, I told them about the dog like they knew my dog I told them everything. So like we're going to go back and see what's up with that tunnel. So they go during the daytime. I was like, "Dude, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to see it. Uh I don't I don't care, dude." And they they go back and I had a iPod that had Snapchat on it. Um it was like right when Snapchat came out and they were sending me pictures on it and it was these pictures of uh with, they go to the tunnel and the whole tunnel there's a sign that says like do not enter like, but it's all written like really fucked up. And like some like like some like Walking Dead like dead inside, do not enter type shit. You know, it looked really bad. Uh, they go in there and they're sending me these videos, and it's all there's all over the place. There's like gauntlets and candles, like there there was sacrifices being held there that we didn't see before. There's like like they're sending me pictures of graffiti, and because uh, they're actually looking through the tunnel to see if there's ways to climb up or anything. No ways to climb up they're looking through and there's like there's like murals of um uh fucking what's the shit the uh, Satan symbol shit pentagram. um, pentagrams yeah, pentagram. all over there's uh, almost like sac- sacrificial trinkets and shit everywhere that they're like what the fuck is this why didn't we see this shit the you know a couple weeks ago and uh they're sending me these videos I'm like well that's kind of hard to t- to d- dismiss that there's some weird Col- and you got to remember we're we're by the hills where the manson family retreated into you know what i mean like we're by like a lot of cult from where i lived at that point i can see a giant cult church. there's a church in the mountain that you could see the glimmering of it and that's a cult that we all stay away from there's a lot of weird shit. so i'm like damn maybe it was some weird cult shit. maybe they awakened something down there i don't know uh but that stuck around from for a long time in the back of my head and I still clung on to the atheist like logic bullshit until I told hey, someone even this Even after that yeah I just like st- I was like I don't know this, this is bullshit whatever like I'm a I was a dumb teenager right so I, I hung on it f- onto a long front for a long time pulled it out of my head put it out of my head until I told someone this story because I have stories that I tell at parties that I think are like you know they're stories that happen to me I always have this crazy shit happen around me that I I, I like to tell people and they think it's very interesting. It's just good anecdotal stuff that happened. And I tell the story and they're like, you need to meet with this spiritual shaman. I know. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm good. Like, no dude, like you really need to meet with this spiritual shaman. I know I'm going to set up an appointment. And I was so against it. I thought it was the biggest bullshit ever. I was like, I'm good, dude. Uh, well, they set up the meeting. I met with this spiritual shaman. And after meeting him, uh, I thought it was gonna be like some psychic reading bullshit. The guy was really cool, but when he met me, he's like, there's there's an aura around you. Like I see it. I see like this aura. And I was like, whatever, dude, bullshit. Bullshit, dude. Shut up. Uh so I'm, I'm just like poo-pooing everything that he's saying. I'm like, shut up, dude. Uh, you know. Um he he I start telling him this story, and he's like kind of like smirking. And uh I and maybe the,
0: the the tunnel story.
1: Yeah, so I'm this was like okay. seven this is like to maybe ten years later after that. Se or no, like maybe like eight years later after that. Um, so your
2: friends your friends like brought you there to this guy to tell him this to, story. To tell him the story. Right, yeah, the right.
1: spiritual shaman. Sorry, I'm I'm skipping over stuff because I'm trying to remember specifics. But he he meets me and he says that I have this aura around me. I'm this like you you have something around you and i'm like yeah that's like psych psych you go meet a psychic did you did you know that i was gonna come type of thing i'm like whatever dude uh he he i start telling him the story and he's like before we even get to the tunnel he stops me he's like and it looks like he's got me right he's like let me ask you at any part of this story did your friend touch his lower back i go nope no he didn't and the guy goes hmm that's weird i'm getting like some and so we start telling the story, and then he goes, "Did he touch the back of his neck at any point in the story?" And I go, "He did." He did. And So the guy started explaining to me that uh, the way that certain spirits and like things can get through is through your low like when, when you go to uh, when they go to like exercise someone or anoint them, they put crosses on their lower back and the back of their neck. And in the story, my friend thought he had gotten bit on the back of his neck. And I was like, that kind of tripped me out. I was like, ooh, that's kind of weird. And so I started telling him the story more. And before I get to what we saw, he goes, I know exactly what you saw. You don't need to explain it to me. I'm like, what? And he explains to me what I saw. And he goes into the Skinwalkers and the, you know, the Wendigo and all this stuff. And I'm like, you believe in that shit? I'm still skeptical at this point. Like, what the fuck? And then- you fucking thing we-
0: ate your dog, dude.
1: as we're yeah i'm still skeptical i'm still trying to i i blamed it on the fucking coyotes forever right and then he goes as we're talking he goes it followed you home and and he didn't let me finish the story by the time we got to the car in the story he goes i don't need to hear the rest it followed you home and it took something from you and i'm like yeah he's like it took something very important i'm like yeah he's like uh he goes i really think that you saw something that night. He goes, let me, oh, that's another thing he asked me. He goes, did your friend Squid, at, after that night, did he change? And this is the thing that really sold it to me. I go, because I didn't tell anyone about this. I go, he did change. He goes, okay, so did, his, did he start like tweaking? Did his teeth start falling out? Did he start having like all these issues? I go, dude, literally for the last eight years, I know this is fucked up, but I have a joke with my brother where we go, let's see how bad Squid's life has gotten. And we go check his Facebook, and it's just worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Like this guy's life has just gotten consistently worse. over, the- And it's like, he's that type of guy that would, would post it on his Facebook, ask people for advice, and then do the exact fucking opposite. He would like, and then it's like, oh, you, you sold your fucking, your truck, and you let the guy keep the pink slip and he said he was gonna pay you later? You left your fucking PlayStation at a drug dealer's house and they beat the fuck out of you when you tried to get it back? Like things like that, that's like, oh, he bought a, a, a $20 worth of weed off of one of our other friends. And then my friend, my that guy kept trying to like, talk like, hey, I want my drugs, my money. And then the dude crashed his truck into the friend's car and then called the cops and started, like had a panic attack in front of everyone. And his teeth were fucked up, like we all, Stop speaking to him because we thought he started doing fucking uh, meth or something. But that guy, like, somehow knew that spiritual shaman was like, yeah, so what I think happened is you saw, you're not supposed to see them. You're not supposed to hear them. You're not supposed to see them. He goes, I think you have maybe an anointment to you. Maybe there's some something to you as a person where you were able to see it. He goes, I really think that your friend was, something was taken or something latched onto him that night and entered through his be- the back of his neck, something spiritual, and I think that what you guys saw was meant for you, and you were just lucky enough to get away from it. Because my life has not been horrible in the slightest. I haven't st- stolen, I haven't lied, I don't, like, cheat people, I don't, like, I've had a pretty good, like, I seem to have, like, a lot of luck, you know? Uh, I seem to have a lot of luck, I se- seem to, to have... I seem to see things coming before they happen not in like a like i was but i'm like oh i think this might happen so i'm gonna do that uh you know i i have great discernment uh but that guy squid his whole like it's one by one by one things just happened to him that seemed to be horrible and like i think that's what got me is i'm like dude i i look at this dude's facebook every
0: You know what's been freaking me out? I don't know how quick he's going to come back, but there's been like this little thing over his shoulder, and I want to be like, what the fuck is that, dog? But I've just been kind of keeping it to myself. Like where? Uh, in he's, the... he's, yeah, like between the doorways in the light. It, okay, something keeps going back.
2: past the doorway, yeah. Is
0: no, that not saying? that. He's got like a, he's got like a fucking a, a hunk of jacket or something. I see you, uh, Faceless. You're back, but we're just discussing that you have this fucking, like a, a jacket or something that's by your door. And it just looks like something creepy and i've been waiting for it to move as you're telling honestly i've been getting like just chills this entire fucking time have you ever uh told this dude squid what you learned uh
1: hey sorry about that i think i think my starlink is uh is messing up a little bit
0: that's all oh, good. that's all right you're you, you've been back now for a little bit you were saying that you know, you're not cheating, you're not stealing, but Squid's life is getting more and more fucked up, and I can't help but wonder, have you ever told Squid like, yo, um, you might have some shit attached to you, homie?
1: No, uh, you know it's funny, it's funny you bring that up because the guy told me that he, the spiritual shaman told me that he's going to need like a huge come to Jesus moment, a big spiritual change or he's going to have to do something to really change his life around if he's going to ever, like he said, he thinks he might, his life is just gonna keep continuing to gradually get worse and worse and worse. And I've checked up on the dude time and time again, but I've, I'll be honest with you, I just kind of stayed away from it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm the type of, I don't know. Like I haven't reached out to him. I haven't told him anything. We haven't, I haven't talked to him since he ran his car into my friend's car and like freak, had like a public freak out over $20 of weed and uh then he tried to like report that they like there was witnesses like that like had to hold him down and shit and so I just haven't spoke to him since then he did well he did like a bunch of crazy there's a whole other story with squid where we went into another tunnel and uh he uh he had sex with two girls that we had met like 20 minutes before and it was just kind of weird it was like weird shit that he was doing dude so I haven't spoke to him or anything um I have that story uh we we're not going to get into it today, but if you guys want to check my YouTube, the the tunnel part two goes into sirens and women luring you places. Uh, it, that that whole story is the tunnel part two. And it's, we we kind of had an, an an encounter in another tunnel and that's when I swore off tunnels. I'm like, I'm good and I'm not doing no more tunnels, dude. That was weird. But if you guys want to watch that and catch up on that, that's squid. I think is his, that was another thing is he, uh, I think women can take your energy. They can suck it out of you. And, uh, unfortunately he succumbed to his his like instinctual urges and I think they took a lot from him that that day as well um and but you, yeah I just kind of um,
0: do you feel like uh have you ever been to the end of that particular tunnel
1: uh the the one at the one with the girls the girls where they they lured him the into one the end with of it?
0: The, um with the skinwalker in it
1: uh since then have I gone back
0: no what I'm asking is have you ever traveled it in completion
1: uh well that night we did because what it does is it kind of goes so like there's like a dirt level and it just kind of keeps going and then the dirt it just stops uh so that night when we were blowing up when we were blowing well it's kind of weird because it doesn't really stop but it gets about like that wide um but it probably stops like not too far after that because the dirt everything kind of it's kind of like blocked off um so we were at the end of it when we were blowing up the fireworks.
0: Okay. We were definitely, because I was of it. curious if it if it leads <clears throat> to <clears throat> anywhere, or uh, just because you travel the whole thing. I imagine it's it's linear, except for these runoffs that you said you can't really a person can't fit into. Yeah. Um. And yet, there's this fucking gigantic creature, which, you know, in my opinion, would have to have come in. Uh, you know, a lot of these things, they come in through portals, or at least that's the theory. And oftentimes these portals are accompanied by a sort of a metallic sound. Um, it sounds like some people describe it as like a, a, a metal door being opened and scraping against the ground. Oh, um, shit. But yeah, I would have to imagine that that, you know, you wouldn't that's something that you probably wouldn't miss on the way in. And then for it yeah. to be behind you on your way out after you reach the end of the tunnel. Um it just makes you wonder uh, how the thing would have gotten there. Probably would have been something of that nature. But
1: it probably, we probably a, missed the sound because we were blowing the whole fucking tunnel up for like 10 minutes. So we probably missed the sound. We probably, it probably entered and we're just fucking blowing shit up and not caring. Honestly, you know? I mean, the
0: thing was like kind of justified. Like you went up in its house and you just threw M80s everywhere. And yeah. It's yeah. Like, Holy shit.
1: Like it was like not even M80s. It was like those ones where you could put in the fucking tube and we're like shooting them at the end of it and stuff. Like we're <laughs> fucking we sh- the whole tunnel was shaking. It was the dumbest uh I probably have hearing issues because it was the, like the dumbest decision that I I that I one of the dumbest young young decisions I made. I don't know why we were doing that. We we're just bored, just bored dumb kids, you know. You no, know,
0: I get it. When I was younger, like you were talking about breaking into like I went through this spree as a teenager. There's like something super retarded if young men don't have anything to keep them busy like mm-hmm. i broke into dunkin donuts climbed on the roof kicked the the mm-hmm. fan vent in dropped into their cooler unit took all their whole milk spilled it everywhere or got out and smashed a bunch of car windows in and shit i broke into yep. the mall as well the mall had a whole subdivision beneath it where it was all just abandoned looked like they were gonna make it a multi-level mall with a basement and they never did and yeah i broke into there and did all kinds of crazy shit there's just something about young dudes like if you don't give them something constructive to do holy shit we're gonna like burn the world that's what worries oh, me a lot about yeah. the whole migrant uh, situation that's going down to bring in all these like 19, 20, 23 year old dudes. I'm like, you don't have that kind of an age get, you know, that, that variety of dude, give them nothing to do with no place to live and have that end well at all. They're going to end up disturbing some skinwalkers for sure.
1: Yeah. Luckily I was always kind of like, I was trying to not be such a, I was like, you know, just like a punk rock kid, but I wasn't trying to be so, uh intrusive like we would break into schools uh i got chased home by a hell a police helicopter in my boxers one time because they thought there was 12 of us stealing copper out of an abandoned housing track uh we also it's funny you say the the military base thing because i'm near i think jefferson air force base and on that air force base you guys can look it up there's a uh, abandoned uh asbestos filled whole little town And I have so many stories. There's an abandoned hospital there we used to play paintball in. Horrifying stories there, dude. Like there's some of the, it's a whole town that was abandoned on an air, on a military base that we just go and fucking do crazy shit in. Like we do, uh, you know, whatever whatever we want over there. And I mean, it's funny because there is military police that'll come, I've been arrested by military police. They'll just, they basically catch and release, kick you out and they're like, don't come back. Uh, But you could drive right in that would be something. If you guys want, I wouldn't even do the tunnel thing. If you guys want to come here and do a video at that abandoned town, there's a hospital that goes down. Uh, there's a basement that, like, we know, just like go in the basement. But I'm down to gear up, dude. I'll get my riot helmet on. I'll fucking bring i uh, I'll bring my my vector and my AR, dude. We'll fucking
2: sweep the dude, whole we building. Gotta, dude. We, we gotta, gotta hit up Vince's Tony top, Merkel.
0: Top, oh, I'll, Tony would love that shit.
2: Yeah, well, I, if he, he doesn't
0: answer my text messages, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean like cause he he's doing like a lot of forest shit looking for Bigfoot, but I feel like that's where you're gonna find some real interesting stuff. This is like the dry ground where you don't know what the fuck's going on. That's that's really fun stuff there. Would
0: yeah, you, you do it, you Top don't. though? Because I know Top's smarter than than I am. Top's like, I don't wanna bring anything which is funny because didn't you say I was like, dude, we should go and explore the tunnels with faceless. And you were like, skinwalkers are sticky, man. Oh, That's yeah. exactly what you said and, uh, you know, insinuating that they follow you back. So clearly, you know, your head's in the right place. Would you go to I, an I've... abandoned, uh, village town?
2: Uh, it, it depends on the situation. It would have to be right. Like it would have to, I'd have to benefit tremendously from it. Not just go there and get a demon and be like, Oh, per,
1: <laughs> per, per my, per my beliefs. I think back then I had things trying to get me, I don't have as much, paranormal encounters anymore I think I had things trying to get me back then because I was young I had just came off of I when I lost all my weight I lost 150 pounds and I was I, I wasn't eating I was doing 12-day fasts I wasn't eating anything for 12 days at a time um this was a little bit after that uh but I know that I think I was a, I was a lot more spiritually uh I was lots more like spiritually and mentally weaker and I think that's why things were trying to grasp onto me and why I had so many things happening, I'd be down personally just because I think I am protected. I think I'm spiritually strong and I wanna fucking shoot a skinwalker. I wanna go hunt something, dude. I wanna go hunting. I think we can do it. And how sick would that be if like we had a YouTube video and they're just like, who's this guy in the fucking ski mask and, a, and some 308 fucking plate carrier <laughs> and we have like guns and shit and we're sweeping a fucking abandoned hospital. Dude, that'd be so sick. It'd be so this dope.
0: Is, this is- this is the vision. Right now, we're describing bringing the the Death Squad mm. to life in Nephilim Death Squad. This is really what it's been all about. Is like, as much as I love having these conversations, right, and engaging in spiritual warfare, I'm also fully schizophrenic, and I think the audience is right there with us. We believe mm-hmm. that these things are real. We also believe that they're going to try to rise up at some point. It's just what's coming, and so we have to get a jump on this. Sh- Shit. we got to hit them and strike while they're down and you know that way they have a little bit more uh i guess animosity when they rise up they go i i want to be we were just talking today um no i wasn't talking today what did i hear that's like i heard this on tinfoil hat podcast the the book i am legend which I, I i genuinely that was a great book um much more different than the than the actual movie but in the book it's essentially vampires that are the issue. And he is going around and hunting them. And by the end of the book, um, he is locked in a cell. They finally got him. And he's looking up at the moon or some shit through, through the, the the barred window. And I think he has this moment where he realizes like, now that the playing field is shifted and all these paranormal entities are out there, uh, the, the new normal is vampires and to them he is the thing that's horrifying he's the monster he's the boogeyman and he realizes that the shift in the dynamic makes him that and so he he is legend he has become the legend oh, uh, shit. and so that's actually where it. it's actually a super dope concept uh and not that, cool. not nothing against the will smith version which i thought was cool too love that dog it's a bummer they killed it i'm sure that really hit you hard but uh you know the whole fucking the vampire angle I thought was a lot cooler but that's what I want I want to get a jump on these fucking things and go put a bunch of holes in some skinwalkers so when they do decide that it's time to hit they're afraid of us that Nephilim death squad is already established and they're like just don't go to that part of Florida which is where faceless (laughs) is going to be once he gets the fuck out of commieville Jesus Christ man what are you doing over there
1: I love it man I love it The, the greatest thing about being in this um being in this state is that only the criminals carry guns. So uh, I'm, I'm like one of the, I'm one of the, there's probably, only, there's probably a lot less people that carry guns here. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of against my, it's like, it's playing in my, my favor. I'm like one of the guys that, one of the only guys that I'm, a, I'm pretty much the only guy I know that actually carries a gun, which is funny because I hang out ar- around a lot of dudes that, or know a lot of dudes that like train and everything. Like I just care. I carry one and most people don't, um, mm-hmm. A lot of things play in your favor in states like this when you don't pay taxes, you don't register your vehicle, you carry a gun without a CCW, without a license. like it all just kind of like it works if you don't if you don't play into their, into their bullshit, you can get really get ahead here. Um, so that's, that's why as, I like it.
0: As, when you live as God intended, I feel like when shit hits the fan, you know we're gonna get on our like on our shortwave radio and we're gonna we're gonna try to get some comms going and we're gonna try to figure out what happened to to faceless and it's gonna be like oh yeah he's you mean the king of the desert yeah yeah Yeah. the (laughs) desert king yeah he's no he's doing just fine he's doing it's funny actually it's so funny
1: dude it's funny you say that because I just moved from a place that is like right up on the mountain and it overlooks the whole desert I could see all the lights and I we always made that joke where it's like I'm gonna take over this town I'm gonna take over you know because I can I lived up in this like mountain area where it's like super rural and no one can I can see every if there's any like if there's a raid that's gonna happen. I can see everything, but oh, and then we fucking moved here to this the safe house literally yesterday, and I'm moving out probably tomorrow because I just got uh well there's a, a bunch of things at play, but um it's funny I, I got a really bad feeling about this place. I gotta I think someone fucking died here or something. Something's going on. I don't know. It's like I'm getting I just got a really bad vibe yesterday, and I was like you know what fuck it I'm I'm, I'm moving out i'm over am this. i gonna have
2: to choke somebody out right now like am i have to
1: choke somebody <laughs> right now
0: fucking choke this guy holy shit i want to ask you real quick because we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up soon uh but how often do you unpack this these stories and if it's not often are you creeped the fuck out right now being in that long ass fucking dark warehouse
1: it's not it's not very often i unpack them anymore i used to do it a lot like telling it to people at parties to Kind of spooky, scary stories that happened to me. Um, but yeah, no, like being here right now, it is giving me I had I moved everything in here yesterday. Uh this is just like uh we also kind of knew this was gonna be a safe house that was going to be a middle ground between here and the next place. But I was supposed to be here for a couple months and then move again. And after being here yesterday, something just overcame me. I sat in the in the bathroom and I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I don't know. i I feel like I'm gonna like I don't know if it's the the location, if it's the the crackheads outside, but um, you know, I am getting a little spooked being in this this warehouse. is a little little spooky. I'm gonna I was gonna have to sleep in here tonight. Fuck that, dude. I'm I'm good. I'm getting out of <laughs> I here sleep now. Outside dude. in the desert. Oh yeah, fuck that, man. I'm gonna go camp out tonight.
2: Jesus. All right, well listen, I think <laughs> I think it's a good place to like fucking bring it. Yo, faceless, <laughs> tell them where they can find you and uh, uh, I'm sorry my kids are noisy as hell you can find yeah, me I on it. your kids at all the okay. main place you find me
1: is on Instagram at faceless F-A-C-E-L-E-S-S and if you'd like to support me uh my company they're showing it right here just buy a sticker pack it's 12 stickers for 20 bucks uh just buy a sticker pack that's all I need you to do is lowlevelperpetrators.com and that supports me moving to another safe house and keeping the feds off my tail so um I, I really need I need I need you guys to pay up a little bit I need to pay <laughs> I need to pay a deposit on this shit. so oh there's my YouTube as well yeah that's a good one I have a lot of stories uh if you oh, the girls so the girls is the tunnel part two I think I, I thought I wrote that on there but that's the one that you'll be able to uh hear Before the red did a whole did.
0: production look at that
1: yeah Jeez. yeah we did yeah my videos are pretty I do them as high quality as I possibly can so it's, yeah, it's that,
2: great, man. I, I love having somebody like you around that's that's like doing this kind of fucking awesome shit. Uh guys, I say this all the time. If you haven't seen Faceless, fucking go follow him. Help him build up his Twitter too. Go over there, do some so, cool yeah, shit. Buy some Instagram. Helpful.
0: Definitely do the Twitter. And guys, don't forget, um, you know, like I said, we just launched a telegram. Uh go to patreon.com backslash Nephilim Death Squad. You can come in there hang with us and talk completely unhinged shit. works a lot better than Twitter because just the format of Twitter is like you got to respond to comments. They get lost in the notifications thing, um, you know, and then there's the 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 DMs and that's not really conducive. The, the telegram is like a conversation. It's a hang. Uh, it's pretty cool and it's brand new. It's already shaping up to be a lot of fun. So if you want to talk a bunch of unhinged shit, go to that telegram. But to get there, you got to go to patreon.com backslash Nephilim Death Squad and sign up at the $5 uh tear guys is is that it we got anything else
2: that's it man we're, <laughs> we're good to all go all right all right guys we'll catch you later peace out all right thank you guys. the greatest hypnotist on planet earth is a
0: oblong box in the corner of the room it is constantly telling us what to believe is real you can persuade them that what they see with their eyes
1: is what there is to see Because they'll laugh in the face
2: of an explanation that portrays the bigger picture of what's happening. And they have.